This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. about this attack in Israel and just going to Senator Schumer's comments, he said he was disappointed by President Xi's soft response because that's been part of the discussions here. We were not entirely surprised by the PRC's response based on their history of commentary on uh, these kinds of issues. Um, we believe that the United States is capable of supporting Ukraine and Europe of supporting our allies in the Indo-Pacific and of supporting our close ally Israel in its hour of need. And uh, we believe we have the resources, tools, and capacities to be able to effectively do that. Uh, and part of our job is to ensure that we are working across all of these theaters at once, and that's precisely what we're doing each day. Um, you, you and the president have both compared Hamas to ISIS. What does that say about the U.S. approach to Hamas going forward? Well, we have labeled Hamas a terrorist group for years, if not decades. And we have consistently supported Israel in its efforts to fight back against and undermine Hamas, and we will continue to do so. In the immediate term, what it means is working with Israel to ensure that they are able to go after that Hamas threat in Gaza effectively, relentlessly, and to the point where they feel that their security and their deterrence has been fully restored. Yeah. Can, you, can, you, can I just ask real quick? I'm sorry. Mr. Sullivan, are you concerned at all that those who are here in the U.S., terrorists who are here in the U.S., may be emboldened by what's happening now? And um, just to piggyback on what was asked earlier, because we do know that there are people sort of lurking here, is there a concern that there may be a flare-up? The president put out a written statement yesterday uh, with multiple elements to it. One of those elements was about the focus that we have right now on protecting Americans here at home against anyone who would seek to exploit or piggyback on what has uh, unfolded, these gruesome events that have unfolded in Israel. Uh, Part of that is about protecting places of worship, synagogues, and ensuring that we don't see a kind of virulent form of anti-Semitism sparked by what has just happened. And then part of that is about ensuring that any terrorist threat here in the United States or to the United States or to Americans uh, anywhere in the world, that we are at a heightened state of vigilance to deal with that. Uh, that's something the president directed his team. It's something he spoke to yesterday in that statement. And it's something that he will be convening his national security team on this week because it remains a very high priority. And I'll take the last question. Does the administration regret making the prisoner swap with Iran in light of these attacks? The United States does not regret bringing home American citizens who have been unjustly detained abroad. As I said before, the president 
has no higher priority than to get Americans home. Right now, we have Americans who are being held hostage by Hamas in Gaza. That is a high priority. Bringing those Americans home from Iran was a high priority, from Afghanistan, from Venezuela, from other places as well. And we stand by bringing those people home because that is the duty of the commander-in-chief is to get innocent Americans out of captivity in places that they are being unjustly detained. Thanks, Your Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Um, so on the home front, over 150 people who are on the terrorist watch list have been seized along the southern border this fiscal year, and we've reported that there's been a hundred, over 1.5 million known gotaways since the Biden administration took office. Is this something the American people should be worried about right now? We continue to remain vigilant about terrorist threats to the homeland from anywhere. It is something that we are very much working on, that we are consulting with the Congress on, that we are seeking to secure the necessary resources to continue to work through. And any time we see any threat stream involving a terrorist threat to the homeland, we mobilize every asset and resource of the U.S. government to go after that. And that includes uh, information and analysis that uh, we have shared with the Congress about plots emanating from the Middle East. I want to put Denver. I want to put a pin in that. It's, we'll it's Tuesday, 10 October, the year of our Lord, 2023. I want to put a pin in that, and I'm going to come right back to us. We've got a great cold open, but I've got to go, and I have two people with very strong opinions about this. Um, and we have not gotten to, to Biden's uh, discussion, and we also have some President Trump comments. I will get to. Um, I want to bring in uh, Chief James Craig of Michigan is now running for the United States Senate. Uh, Chief, right there, one thing that Biden and and uh, and Sullivan failed to say all day is securing the southern border. and started to deport yes. these people that we 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 know are bad guys here, and uh, you know, right there, he just lied because that whole uh, money that was going to go in the CR for border was just more processing plants on the southern border and building uh, residences for the illegal aliens that are coming across. Your thought as a former law enforcement officer of the situation we have now in the country, sir? Well, Steve, thanks for having me on on, on the show. And, and I got to tell you, when I hear the hogwash coming out of their mouth, and I'm thinking to myself, as police chief, if I had got up in front of a camera and tried to spin garbage like I heard today, uh, American people are smart. Let's face it. So they're reporting out that maybe there's 52 one day, maybe 60 another day of individuals who are on a terror watch list that uh, came into the country that we got. We got them. But when you look at the number of gotaways that came into our country since Biden took office, how many of those do you think are terrorists? I have no idea, but I will tell you, they're not here to go visit Disneyland. I will tell you, they're here, uh, and, and let's face it, and you see what's going on in Israel right now. They, they refer to Israel as a little devil, and guess who's the big devil? America. So they're here, and we had 9-11. These folks are here, and our security is in jeopardy right now. As a, as 44 years, law enforcement, I am telling you, it's nice that they give us this little song and dance. He barely answers the question. Well, we're watching the synagogue. Wake up. This is not just about the Jewish community 
in America, this is about all Americans are in jeopardy right now. And the other thing that the president will never say, he will never even bring up the fact who's financing these little terrorist sales. It's Iran. So what are we going to do? Now, hopefully there's some plan that we just don't know about. You know, I know they have the fleet out in the Mediterranean right now deployed to respond for a show of force. And I hope there's more to that than just that. Because for what they did to the Israelis, those elderly, the, the children, uh, they need to be dealt with, like, now, with a firm hand, and then to have individuals sitting in our U.S. Congress making statements like, don't retaliate. Even uh, a member of the cabinet said, not to, he had to take it down. Don't retaliate. What do you mean? You know what that's compared to, Steve? That's compared to me going to one of my police officers who gets shot at by a hardcore, uh, anybody, any criminal, gets shot at, and I say, stand down. Oh, wait a minute, bad guy. Can you hold on? Let me call the chief and see if it's okay if I can return fire. This is the most, we are in trouble as a country, and I'm angry about it. And this is one of the reasons why I'm running, because we need to have folks that are courageous, have intestinal fortitude, that can look at the American people and tell the truth. The man was there, asked direct questions. Do you see a problem in our country with the open borders and the individuals on the terrorist watch list? Do you see a problem with that? Oh, no, we're vigilant. We, 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 uh, we work hard. All these, it's not a proactive response. It's all a reactive response. And sometimes in, in, in public safety issues, you can't just be reactive because when you react, it's too late. You have to constantly be proactive and act with a sense of urgency. We are not acting with a sense of urgency. I mean, Biden should have been on, on television every day since this thing launched. This is about us. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I know I'm not the only one to see it this way. It's just sad that uh, we're in this environment right now. I and mean, it could be any one of our cities. It could be here in Detroit. It could be in uh, New York. Uh, and they are going to launch. I even put something out. We're on the brink of a world war. You think China is meeting with North Korea for fun and, 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 and Russia? And these folks are coming together. And, and, and what, what the other issue that's mind-boggling to me, how do you miss what happened in Israel? Where's the intel at? Where's our intel at? And we expect to stay safe with this group of folks in, in office? I'm sorry. I'm not a believer. They all need to go. Would you, would you, if you were in the Senate today, would you call for the, uh, would you call for the firing of the head of the Central Intelligence Agency or the National Security Advisor? Jane, uh, Jake Sullivan stood up there two weeks ago when they gave the uh, $6 billion to the Persians. He said that the Middle East has been as quiet as it's ever been for the last 20 or 30 years. Would you call for, if you were in the Absolutely. Senate, the firing of the Central Intelligence Director and, and Jake Sullivan, Ab NSA? Ab Absolutely. Border, I, 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 all of them would have to go. Look, that's not an unusual for me. See, I can back up, you know, the actions I take. 
When I came into the Detroit Police Department, it was a horrible mess. So what did I do? I got rid of everybody who was at the executive level, with the one exception. The, the community had lost confidence in this police department. It took an hour to get to the 911 calls for service, and only 11% homicides were being solved, and we were in a consent decree for 13 years when I came in Detroit. Within months, one month, two months, I said, you got a choice to make, resign, retire, or go back to your last civil service rank, which is a rank of lieutenant. And I, I built a new team up. So I'm unafraid, unapologetic. I will make it happen. I could never even comprehend standing up in front of, let alone a city, and just lying. I mean, with a straight face. And the reporters are not stupid. The American people are not dumb. We're not safe right now. And it's just smugness about it. It's just kind of cavalier. You know, I just, I know I'm not the only one. A lot of patriots out there feel the same exact way. And we need change and we need it now. Chief Craig, uh, how do people find out more about your campaign? Where do they go on social media to find you? Where do they go to find out? You just launched last week uh, with a terrific just launch, but where do people go to find out uh, more about you? Right. They can go to www.chiefjamescraig.com, chiefjamescraig.com, reach out and support. Uh, we need to take our country back. If we could do it today, it would be helpful. But uh, unfortunately, we, how much longer do we have with this administration in office? A lot of damage can be done. And I got to tell you, what's going on in Israel, uh, this would have never happened on Trump's watch. Never. What did he do to that general? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, attacked Americans, and uh, he's taken out. We have to send a, taken out. a loud... Soleimani. Taken out. Soleimani. Soleimani. Taken out. Yep. Some things you just don't negotiate. Chief Craig, we got to... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trump's, Trump's not a negotiator in that regard. Chief Craig, right. uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll look forward to putting everybody to your site. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. You have a great one. Okay. Thank you, brother. Okay, we got a lot to go through. I've got Gaffney here. Also, we're going to go through it all. A lot breaking, a lot happening. As this war in the Middle East metastasizes, the southern border gets worse. Carrie Lake's going to launch tonight. We've got all of it in the war room. Back in a moment. Do you get the feeling that the unthinkable is going to happen soon? Well, I do. But between the distractions and smoke screens in the media, we probably won't see it coming. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food right away. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Let me repeat that. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare today with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. These are perfect 
for your bug out bag, survival supply, or your camping pack. One thing is for sure in this world. We all need to stock up before panic sets in. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare for what is coming. So prepare with the best. MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action, action, action. Thanks, Jake. Um, So on the home front, over 150 people who are on the terrorist watch list have been seized along the southern border this fiscal year. And we've reported that there's been over 1.5 million known gotaways since the Biden administration took office. Is this something the American people should be worried about right now? We continue to remain vigilant about terrorist threats to the homeland from anywhere. It is something that we are very much working on, that we are consulting with the Congress on, that we are seeking to secure the necessary resources to continue to work through. And any time we see any threat stream, involving a terrorist threat to the homeland, we mobilize every asset and resource of the U.S. government to go after that. And that includes uh, information and analysis that uh, we have shared with the Congress about plots emanating from the Middle East, plots emanating from other places. We'll continue to do that. We also will continue to take steps to pursue a humane, orderly border policy, and we will work with the Congress in the weeks ahead uh, to continue to get the resources we need to be able to. Let me say again to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word. Don't. Don't. Our hearts may be broken, but our resolve is clear. Yesterday, I also spoke with the leaders of France, Germany, Italy, and UK to discuss the latest developments with our European allies and coordinate our united response. This comes on top of days of steady engagement with partners across the region. We're also taking steps at home. In cities across the United States of America, police departments have stepped up, security around centers of Jewish life. The Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are working closely with state and local law enforcement and Jewish community partners to identify and disrupt any domestic threat that could emerge in connection with these horrific attacks. This is a moment for the United States to come together, to grieve with those who are mourning. Let's be real clear. There is no place for hate in America, not against Jews, not against Muslims, not against anybody. We reject, we reject, what we reject is terrorism. We condemn the indiscriminate evil, just as we've always done. That's what America stands for. As president, I will once again stand strongly with the state of Israel, and we will cut off the money to the terrorists on day one. And reimpose the travel ban on terror-afflicted Countries, I had a travel ban. You know, we think of it. I don't. I don't like talking about it, but now I can, because the time is up. I went four years without a problem, four years because I had a travel ban, and the Islamic terrorists weren't allowed. It was very tough for them. I had a very strong travel ban. We didn't have a problem in four years. People forget that. People forget what happened before I was there. We had a big, big problem. 
But the bloodshed and killing that we saw this week will never, ever be allowed to happen on American soil, except for the fact that we have now allowed tens of thousands of probable terrorists into our country. We have people coming, men coming in from China by the thousands, men, not women, men coming in by the thousands. We have men coming in from the Middle East by the thousands and thousands, and they let them come in, just come right in. There's something going on, and we've got to be careful. We need smart leadership. If we don't have smart leadership, we're not going to have a country any longer. It's not the Hamas of 10 years ago. How has Hamas changed? Well, you know, Hamas is the governing authority in, in Gaza. And Hamas is, is a large organization. You know, it's a social welfare organization. It, it handles health care and education, and it, it runs it. But there is this militant, now very fanatical terrorist core, the Qasem Brigades, that have been responsible for carrying out terrorism. Clearly, it has grown in size and in influence, and it now is dominating Hamas. And because of the outside support that is received from places like Iran, as well as from Hezbollah or others, it has built up this capability, a very sophisticated attack, it engaged in a tremendous deception campaign. And it well planned this operation for many, many months. And the fact that it was so multidimensional, Hamas couldn't do this years ago. They would carry out the singleton attacks, whatever. But clearly, this is an organization now that has had tremendous capability. And I wonder what else they have planned. I'm sure they anticipated mm. this response by Israel. And I think that their intention is to just broaden this conflict and to, and to be able to say that they were able to change the course of, of, of Palestinian, Palestine's future. But they've damaged, they've done more to, to trounce the political aspirations, the legitimate aspirations of the, of the innocent Palestinian people who decry these Hamas terrorist attacks. And, and so it's, uh, Hamas is not going to survive, I think, this. Uh, there's going to have to be some new understanding about how Gaza is going to be, be governed or, or led. But Hamas has just totally become a, a illegitimate in terms of a governing authority. <laughs> حارة أبو الكاس دمار شامل وواسع في هذا المكان عشرات السواريخ تقريبا خمسين غارة كانت فجر اليوم على هذا المكان على بيوت المواطنين That is the Beverly Hills of Gaza right there I might ask to play that if we can play that on B-roll split screen. That's the Beverly Hills of Gaza. It looks like Dresden in 1945. That's after an Israeli airstrike. I want to bring in Frank Gaffney. And just to, Frank, to, to make sure people understand this, Frank, uh, very, as soon as I took over the Trump campaign as CEO in um, August of um, 2016, shortly thereafter, we went to Mexico. President went to Mexico and then came back. And Stephen Miller had crafted I think uh, one of the toughest speeches ever given about uh, the border and about our American security and about what we were going to do and putting America first. Frank Gaffney was a very fundamental in, in working with us on issues of that and also taking the fight to ISIS and the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, I am one of the proud co-architects. Stephen Miller was the lead, but I'm one of the proud co-architects for President Trump of his travel ban that was upheld by the Constitution. And remember, President Trump, the thing he was most concerned about is when we, quite frankly, a little bit backed off because of Mattis and all the, all the weakness 
over at the Pentagon and took a rack off the list. He didn't want to do it. The original travel ban had a rack on the list, and they came over, and they had Tillerson and Mattis. They had the big crocodile tears coming down. They were blubbering, right? Oh, no, got to do it. Their boys are fighting with us. It's all nonsense, all crap from Mattis. And we took it off, and President Trump wasn't thrilled. But the travel ban was withheld, was held up, was um, upheld by the Supreme Court of the United States. Frank Gaffney, you were one of the guys that helped us with that. When Brennan's sitting there and trying to cover for the for the, his failed Central Intelligence Agency, is Hamas? Is there a new Hamas, uh, Frank Gaffney? I thought you've been you've been I get you've been at this for a long time. Aren't they the Palestinian branch of the Muslim Brotherhood? And of course, we hear they run schools and they run hospitals. Is is, is that is that accurate description, sir? I, I have to say before I get to that question, Steve. Um, I think that speech on August 15th, 2016 was the best speech of the president's campaign, uh, then candidate Trump, of course. And it was also striking because I think it was the only one that he actually read from beginning to end. <laughs> and it it marked the arrival of Steve Bannon <laughs> and new leadership on the team. And it, it, was, uh, it was absolutely seminal. And had we had those policies that he articulated in place, well, right after 9-11, we wouldn't be having the conversation we have to have today. And as to this question of Hamas, Hamas is, of course, uh, the Palestinian franchise of the Muslim Brotherhood. And this is a, let me just show you a document, by the way, um, from the archives of the Muslim Brotherhood itself here in the United States. And if I could just read this to you, Steve, because it tells you everything you need to know, not only about the problem over there, but the problem right here. This is a passage from what was basically the strategic plan of the Muslim Brotherhood's uh, leadership in the United States. And it said, um, the Ikhwan, that's the Arabic term for brotherhood, must understand that their work in America, this is a quote, is a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying the Western civilization from within and sabotaging its miserable house by their hands and the hands of the believers so that it is eliminated and God's religion is made victorious over all other religions. And when I listen to people who have been as malfeasant and I think as subversive as John Brennan trying to tell the American people, oh, no, 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 there are good Hamas, and then there are these radicals that are trying to take it over. I mean, Robert Malley, a guy who was the uh, Obama-Biden envoy to Iran for some time until he became so discredited of late that they actually pulled his security clearance. This guy was back in uh, Obama-Biden 1.0, a man who was actually taken off the case because he was consorting with Hamas. He was actively promoting that we, uh, you know, embrace them and work with them. And uh, that was too much even for Barack Obama at the time. He was brought back in, to be sure, to uh, help get the, the deal with Iran. And then he was brought back in in what I call Obama-Biden 3.0. But the bottom line is this, whether it's Hamas, whether it's Islamic Jihad, whether it's the Islamic State, whether it's the Taliban, whether it's oh any other of the Muslim Brotherhood yeah. 
affiliated groups. They have a common purpose, and that is the triumph of Sharia and the use of jihad, violent jihad, if they can, to impose it. Frank, hang on. We're going to go into a lot of this. In the invasion of our southern border, the priority in the United States is sealing of the southern border, the deportation of all these folks, and the prosecution of people that let them in here. Frank Gaffney, 20 babies had their heads cut off by this crowd in Gaza. All next. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it. Because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. There's a lot of games being played up on Capitol Hill. We'll get to that in a little while. They're trying to go behind closed doors. They're fighting with each other. McCarthy has supposedly pulled his name out because there's not enough enthusiasm. That would be Kevin Churchill McCarthy. Uh, So there's a lot of games being played. One thing you don't hear from anybody coming out of there is nothing else matters until you secure the southern border of the United States. That has to be a priority. Somebody's got to step up to the plate. They're trying to put together all these packages up here. Somebody's got to put together, somebody's got to step forward. It's a very simple plan. 1,000% commitment to secure the southern border so nobody comes across into our country that we don't absolutely authorize. Then number two, get into the authorization process and deport the 8 million or 10 million that are here. That's going to be nice. Think you got problems now? You watch when that happens. And then we're going to prosecute the people that did this not going to let my Yorkese people off the hook. Where's Congress in the in um, at the hearings and where they are in the investigations, where they are in the impeachment? It's just nothing but talk, talk, talk. There's a ticking time bomb in this country. Gaza is here. Southern Arizona is Gaza. The Rio Grande Valley is Gaza. The central cities of the United States are Gaza. It's all going to happen here. And I'm informed by my staff. They're saying there are 40 babies with their heads cut off. You don't think they cut a head off an American baby in a New York second. Frank Gaffney, you've been fighting this all your life. And and people should know the infiltration in this country, the Chinese Communist Party, the Muslim Brotherhood, they're up in your grill about it. They're laughing. This country has been too soft for too long. And we've we've spent our blood and treasure 
in these overseas wars of choice. Yes, Vietnam was a war of choice. Iraq was a war of choice. And Afghanistan, after the first 30 days of the paramilitary hit the CIA gave them, was a war of choice and nation building. We bled this country out of its best and its brightest on battlefields all over the world. And and we bled out a treasure. We have two existential threats. We have three if you include the administrative and deep state which is infiltrated with CCP and Muslim Brotherhood up to their eyeballs, and Brennan's one of them. Mm-hmm. You got the Chinese Communist Party has made a great play here. Get the Americans sucked into another Middle Eastern war. Taiwan is a number one priority in securing the South China Sea, along with securing our border, which is number one, in deporting every illegal alien that's in this country. Deport them. Out. Gone. No discussion. Frank Gaffney, you've been doing this your entire life. We're in worse shape now than we've ever been. Am I correct in in in, uh, in assuming that, sir? I think in a great many respects you are, and I think you're particularly right, Steve, about the border. And I'm glad that you've given it the priority that you have. And I'm glad that you're stepping up to deal with not only the fact we've got to secure it, but we've got to contend with the Gaza on steroids that is potentially here now, thanks to Joe Biden destroying the border and inviting everybody in. And there are a lot of economic migrants and all the rest of it, but there are unquestionably people who are here to do us harm. And whether they're jihadis from every garden spot in the Muslim world, or whether they're Chinese People's Liberation Army special operators, they're here. And the only thing that I would just add to this, Steve, is, we need a bit of context on who's really helping to foster this unbelievably dangerous environment, making our weakness and other inadequacies all the more dangerous. And that is the Chinese Communist Party. And as you've done a incalculably important job on this program, and we've tried to help you with our Committee on the Present Danger China, which you helped us establish, there is now a Chinese Communist Party that is in extremis. It's financial circumstances, it's political situation, it's demographics, it's coming apart at the seams. And if we don't step in to prop it up, it will, I believe, come crashing down. But this is one of the reasons why the Chinese, I think, are pushing so hard to create essentially World War III. I would argue they started with Ukraine greenlighting what Vladimir Putin did there, as long as he didn't do it during the Olympics, the genocide games. They've done it with their Iran proxy against Israel now. There's a number of places that could be the third front in the near future. I would consider them uh, North Korea, Pakistan, Cuba, Venezuela, Brazil. How about others in the Belt and Road Initiative? There's any number of other options. And then, of course, there's don't they the think, Western Pacific. But, 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 the don't Western they think Pacific, that, including don't they th- Taiwan. Yeah. And and the home front. Lies talk to me about, that's where this uh, talk, open border thing becomes especially acute. Ha- the, the, CCP, the CCP has been hardwired in to Tehran for decades now. The PLA has got a very close working relationship with with the mullahs, and they're financing them. They've done these 40-year output deals on oil. The CCP is clear, and they're sitting there going, there's no hard evidence. The Tehran, there's impossible for Hamas to make this kind of move unless Tehran's 
it's at Tehran's beck and call. Am 100%. I incorrect on in that, sir? 100%. No, you're 100% right. But Steve, here's the thing. You're right. The Chinese has been involved in bankrolling the uh, Iranian mullahs, especially you know in the time when sanctions were in place and they would ignore them. But the bottom line is we've been bankrolling them too. There was the famous or notorious, I should say, Obama-Biden 2.0 deal with Iran that got him $150 billion and pallets, some of it. And then there's, uh, according to Ted Cruz, another $140 billion that they've gotten since Joe Biden came to office with relief of sanctions and the sale of oil to the Chinese, basically buying up all their oil now, and not least the money that we have given them ourselves, including that $6 billion that we just sent that way and that this administration refuses to freeze, which is insane under these circumstances. But in addition to that, Steve, with the Chinese Communist Party's help, we've seen this incredible transformation from, from the great Trump legacy in the Middle East to one of impending disaster. A regional war, I think, is in the prospect now, for sure. But it's made worse because you just played a clip of Joe Biden getting up there and standing with Israel. He said that the other day, he said it again, and don't even think about messing with him. The truth of the matter is, as with Ukraine, frankly, until the invasion takes place, he's really not been on the side of the targeted nation, in this case, Israel. And to the contrary, the U.S. government under Joe Biden has been making it very difficult indeed for Israel, its government, yes, and its people. And I think it has invited what happened here. And now it wants us to believe that it wants to step in and help. I believe, and I think most Israelis do, that we don't want any part of more help from the Biden administration because I think it will wind up actually impeding the kind of steps that the Israelis must take now decisively to defeat Hamas and thereby, I think, to deter Hezbollah, if we're lucky, and even Iran. And get this, Steve, here's another thought. If Israel crushes Hamas, a decisive victory ranking up there with the most glorious moments of Israeli military history, and there have been quite a few, I think that what we might also do is see those in this country who are thinking of going rogue, a la Gaza, deterred from doing that as well. And that would be a singular contribution Israel can make to our security during this period when, whether we like it or not, we're stuck with Joe Biden or people doing business as Joe Biden, Obama Biden 3.0. I would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I, would I would posit something different. Number one, the IDF today, I think you have to take a brutal look at this. It ain't 67, it's not 73. Just a different deal. Maybe but it may have you know, to rise maybe to the I'm going to be wrong friend. on this. I, I think you in the fight the leadership south, is the fight, like fight ours the south is, is This is woke. It's a woke military. It's woke. At the, the, leadership fight, level the fight in the south is not anything That's what I'm saying, not the troops level, but it, you you go up to the north with Hezbollah. Frank if, if if when it gets hot over there, it's going to get hotter here. That's where you're going to have the sleeper cells. We've had 26 combat divisions came across, quote unquote, legally came across in September. Not even the gotaways. You had over 350,000 yeah. in September. 260 that checked in, checked in at the concierge desk. 
before they got <laughs> before they got funneled into the rest of the also, also how, how do you do this? How do you go about the deport Yeah. Custom border patrol. How do you how do you how do you get the deportations going? Go ahead. If if I were a betting man, I'd say you're right. And that the Chinese and or the jihadis will use this window of opportunity with Joe Biden in the White House, a man they owe their control or are happy to do business with. And they will go uh, violent and cause havoc here on the home front. It will, again, conduce to the Chinese doing what they will in the Western Pacific. And that could be the fourth or fifth front, depending on how you're counting it. But Steve, my point is this. I think the only hope we've got right now is that the Israelis create the impression, as they have in the past, that you don't want to screw with them or, frankly, for the the rest of the Western world, including the United States. That may be our only hope, because even if we had a president who wanted to round these guys up and deport them, and we certainly don't at the moment, they're going to have every opportunity to break bad on us, thanks to Joe Biden, thanks to his policies, thanks to, I think, his uh, being controlled by our mortal enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. Um, I got some breaking news here from uh, from uh, Jake Sherman. I'll get to that in a second. Frank, is um, you talk about the third? Is the third front possibly here already in the chemical warfare attack that we're undergoing every day uh, with fentanyl that's killing more than died in Vietnam on an annual basis? In Vietnam, it was what eight or nine years, ten years. Isn't fentanyl a chemical warfare attack by the Chinese Communist Party? A hundred percent. Steve, you may be familiar with this book, The Indictment, with a foreword by Steve Bannon and the imprint of the war room, of which I'm very proud. The book is all about the war that China has been waging against our country for decades. And yes, there is a chemical warfare program underway, and it is being brought to us by the Chinese Communist Party with help from their friends in the cartels and Joe Biden's open borders, no doubt about it. They're killing a hundred thousand or so of us a year now. And thus far, we've not even slapped them on the wrist for doing it. Hence, I think we are further emboldening them. What, what we've done with continued financing of these guys, with our money, our pension funds, our mutual funds, and so on, we're still doing it, Steve, even though you can't get your money out of China anymore. This is crazy. Larry Fink and the company are doing that. They've been making war against our technology, against our industrial base, against our the capture of our elites, including, of course, Joe Biden and countless others. These are the sorts of things that are evidence of what we document in the book is unrestricted warfare against us. And yes, you can bet they intend to use those forces that they've got here, and I don't know how many divisions the Chinese have, but I assume it's multiples of them, for war against us unless we stop them. And stop them we can only do with the help of the American people and their support for the kind of uh, detection and rounding up, arresting, and deportation or incarceration or shooting if necessary. It's going to be ugly. Uh, Frank, can you uh, social media and where do they go to get you, sir? We've got about 30 seconds. 
I'm at Frank Gaffney. I'm, I think, on all of the platforms. Uh, theindictmentbook.com is where you can get the book. Present Danger China is where you can get our fabulous webinars where the book uh, got its feedstock. Securefreedom.org is uh, the home site of the Center for Security Policy. And securingamerica.tv is where you can find out about our show on this wonderful network, Real America's Frank. First. God bless you, Thank Steve. you, brother. Back in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The leader of Hamas has just called for global political action so this thing's going to heat up we show if we can show the uh clip again of and you don't have to do the just mute it so you just play b-roll we're going to show you the beverly hills of gaza after the bombing of the israelis this is getting ratcheted up a, a news report first plane full of ammunition has arrived uh from the united states carrier battle group eastern med i think they've called for another carrier battle group to show up strike surface strike group Nancy Mace has arrived at the Capitol. She's wearing a white T-shirt with a big red lay on it. She calls it her scarlet letter because she stood against McCarthy. McCarthy's out, and there's these very convoluted, <laughs> there's a very convoluted voting mechanism. We'll get into more of it tomorrow of what they're doing tonight because tonight they're going to have the guys talk, Jordan and Scalise. Then they're going to start voting. Um, quite frankly, Jim Jordan, you know, not feeling it. He's talking about Ukraine. He's in the mumble tanker motion to vacate. He's not tough enough on the southern border. The only way Israel's got to punch back and punch back hard, obviously we stand with them. However, you can't have a strong and free Israel unless you have a strong and free United States of America. Number one priority. We are not isolationist. But if we don't secure the southern border immediately and begin the deportation, and you can start with the jihadists and you can go to the criminals and then all others. Boom. But we can we can rank order these. So we do it in a logical sequence. But it must be done. And it must be done now. We cannot wait. We have Gaza here in this country. We're going to get hit. 
the infiltration into our institutions. You don't think the institutions have been infiltrated? Have you seen what Harvard, what happened at Harvard? Have you seen these Ivy League schools? You see what's happening in the streets with these young people? I think there's a report that was up on Mediate. Under 50% of the, of the youth think there's any issue with Hamas uh, doing this, right? They think Israel brought it on themselves. They're, colon- uh, they're colonizers. Wait till they start extrapolating that out to the United States of America. Oh, yeah, you guys are just colonizers. This was all indigenous people's land, and you took it. It's coming, baby. Watch for it. This is the way they roll. You either stand up to it now. Like Clemenza says, let's hit them now while we're still strong. If you don't stand up now, if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. They keep telling me that about Ukraine. And $113 billion lesson. Here's the money for Zelensky. Zero. Don't bundle uh, Israeli, Ukraine. We want to see the money for the border and not, not uh, Jake Sullivan gaslighting you. I'm talking about hard dollars. Shut this thing down from the Gulf of Mexico to Imperial Beach, California. Hard lockdown. And then let's start shipping them out of here. You want to talk about some days of agony for America ahead of you? the mass deportations that must happen. And this is one of the junior architects for President Trump of the travel ban. That worked out pretty well, didn't it? Were there any terrorist attacks on President Trump's watch? The answer is no. You know why? President Donald John Trump is a man of action, and he will take, he will make tough calls, and he will back it up. Like I said, the thing he was very angry about, and he should have been angry. We had Tillerson and Mattis and those beta males talk us out of putting in a second travel ban that took Iraq out. Oh, because they were working with uh, helping us with ISIS. No. We did ISIS virtually alone. Thank you. Yes, there was a handful of optics. Just like we went into Najaf. With Najaf, we had the optics of the Iraqi military. We went in by ourselves. This is what happens. Birch Gold, go check it out. Find out why in 5,000 years of man's history, it's been the best hedge ever in the material world. For times of turbulence, Billy Joe Schaefer is going to take us out and lead us to the second hour. There is a lot going on. And we are going to go to Rome. Ben Harmon was going to join me. We get all over international geopolitics and how it matters into your community, in your home, in your family. We'll be back in a moment. Short break. Billy Joe will take us out in John Anderson with the great voices in American music. Be back in a moment. In the world.
Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 